Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it's your boy DJ Billy A. In an unfortunate lay, I am still a FaceTime call away. And across the way in Ceres, California, is my man. Why don't you get on the mic and tell the folks, hey. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. Saucy Savvy, a.k.a. Scotty Frisco, a.k.a. Uh, the little guy known uh, as uh, the Hip Hop Mandalorian. Have you ever heard of him? I have, yes. Have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is the way. This is the way. It sure is. Hey, uh, welcome, my man. Uh, hey, I just got an idea. Hear yeah. me out. Okay. You should, like, avoid COVID areas. Yeah. <laughs> You're, like, in this weird COVID pocket. I am in definitely in a COVID pocket. Yes. So, last week, uh, had two co-workers come down with COVID. So, immediately. No, not last week. Week before last. So it was immediately sent home uh, until we could get a test showing that we did not have COVID and then we could come back. Got my test. I was clean and clear. Back to work. Everything was good. We intended on getting together last weekend and recording. Well, Thursday, I'm at work about halfway through my day, and I get a text from my son, Max. Hey, good. This hey. is how he even sounds coming through the text. Hey, yeah. hey, hey Dad. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Yeah. I got COVID. I tested positive for COVID. I was like, oh, no, bud, how you feeling? I, I feel fine. Uh, you know, no symptoms. But uh, they tested him on Monday, and he got the results uh, Thursday. That's when he shot me the text. Now, the problem with that is, is he and I went to a concert Sunday night. So I was uh, within contact with him. Obviously, he had COVID at that point. If they tested him on Monday and he got his results positive, so I immediately had to pack my stuff. I had to go home. But unfortunately, not only do I have to go home, but everyone in my office has to go home until they get a test 
that says they don't have COVID. So thankfully, I went home Thursday. On my way home, just for my own sanity and peace of mind, I picked up um, from Walgreens. You can get uh, kits where you can test for COVID at home. It's like 25 bucks for two. Uh, immediately got home, finished my work day, did the test, it said negative. And then Friday morning, I went to Kaiser and got the legit test from the hospital because I got to have that before I can come back to work. They tested me Friday. Sunday afternoon, I got my results negative for COVID. So back to work today. Everything's back to normal. But unfortunately, um, here we are recording via FaceTime because of another COVID scare. So you do what you got to do, baby. We're going to keep it rolling. It's the world we live in, man. It's the world we live in. Somebody has it. Somebody's around it. We got to make sure we don't, you know, cause a mass, uh, a mass COVID shutdown. Absolutely. I mean, I feel real bad for my son because he's asymptomatic, which means he feels perfectly fine. Uh, but he's had three football games left and, uh, it's looking like he's going to miss two of the three. So luckily, I think he'll be back for his last game, which is the big game, the big rival game, Amador versus Argonaut, which is the big rivalry here in Amador County, which is the big, exciting game. So at least well, he'll be back for that. I got, I got a little something that should help it uh, make him feel a little bit better about being asymptomatic. Okay. What if we just said he's asymptomatic? <laughs> I like that. That sounds a lot better. Fair. That sounds a lot better. Hey, symptomatic. Oh, I like it. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Cause yeah, oh, even better if he was O negative. You could be like, hey, symptomatic. Oh, negative. <laughs> I like it. I love it. I only speak yeah. in naughty by nature. That's for, That's what's up, man. You can't go wrong. He, he uh, Yeah, because he's pretty bummed sitting at home feeling fine and yet not able to do anything or go anywhere and missing out on his first year of football, he's missing two games, you know, so his first and last year of high school football, and he's got to sit at home for two games. Whereas if we were adults and we got told to sit home for COVID and we knew we were getting paid, we'd be like, yas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, it's not, I, I don't have uh, anything for, I can work from home. That's the thing. Yeah. My job allows me that freedom. Whereas you ain't playing football from home. Yeah. There's no Zoom football game. Whatever it might be. I could be wrong, but not that I know of. Everybody has to get online and uh, play Madden, and we'll just make it happen. There you go. That's right. Amador versus Argonaut. How dope would that be, though, man? Give the kids their oh, somebody all their would real hack. names. Somebody be, hack. somebody be hacking. Yeah, man. It could happen. Oh, that guy from Argonaut's using wall hacks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, oh, that's, why, that's why, once again, I'm coming to you live via FaceTime. Instead of actually being in the Infinity Studios, I, uh... I'm not gonna I lie. Miss it, man. I'm not gonna lie. I miss it, man. I'm starting to take it personal. Yeah, are you? <laughs> Even Mercy's well, like, what the fuck is with this guy, man? Yeah, where's we he had, at? We had a rotation, man. Yeah, I knew every I know. three weeks or so, I'd be annoyed by him being here. Now there's all these other people <laughs> here. Like, I'm so confused. Absolutely, man. It's, uh... You know, as things open up and more things start to happen... I imagine this is just going to become more and more prevalent, especially with the fact that now I've known had three people in my close proximity that had this, but had no symptoms. So, you know, I imagine with that being the case, with that being something that this, this, I don't know what you call it, this disease or this 
this virus can do. That's crazy. I, I imagine it could spread like wildfire if you can walk around with it and not even know you have it. So as we go back to concerts and go back to movies and go back to more of a somewhat normal life, I don't foresee this ending anytime soon, especially when you have a good majority of the population that just truly believes that the vaccinations are some government plot to plant, you know, trackers in our bodies or, you know, whatever, you know, it's this ain't going to end anytime soon. It, it's going to get worse before it gets better, unfortunately. Well, you know? buddy, I'll tell you this. Um, I was in uh, Orangevale, California yesterday. Okay. And uh, for, know it well. Yeah, for work. Uh, uh-huh. my, my aunt and uncle live there, so I know it well as well. Um, in addition, uh, well, I was in the back end of Orangevale uh, for work. And uh, saw a couple, tr- couple Trump flags. And I was like, oh, all right. And the person I was with was like, you know what's crazy? Like, before Obama, like, nobody was, like, repping their president. Right. Like, nobody. Right. And then Obama came, and then, like, all the African-Americans were like, my, my president, da da you know, and there was T-shirts and marketing and all of this stuff. And then, like, obviously, then the Trump thing happened, and she's just like, it's so weird. Like, everyone's like, nobody really, like, I'm sure there were some people, but, like, nobody really repped their president. No, bumper stickers. That was about the extent. Not flags, not T-shirts, hats. Like, you'd see a, like, Reagan Bush bumper sticker on somebody's car or a sign. Like, you know how we we got the signs that say presidents are temporary, Wu-Tang is forever. Uh-huh. You'll, see, you'll see those signs in people's yards, like, people uh stumping for their favorite politician but no it's next level especially when you consider trump is no longer the president and you're still seeing those flags it was just funny because she pointed it out and i was like oh man you're totally right like i didn't like i knew it but i just didn't think about it you know yeah oh yeah obama was one of the first like he was like a rock star man like the hope well when you're the first anything it's always going to be huge so he's the first black president so obviously there's a little more momentum behind that than just your average presidency but he had the the, uh, the famous picture where half of his face is red and half is blue and it's hope you know hope and change yeah man it's it's a different world now especially like the moment trump was out of office there are already people going yeah that's still my president 2024 like he's the guy you know like like they're not even focusing on this they're already thinking ahead like it's a different type of devotion man that we i don't know if we've seen like, because there was even people who, even in Obama's hype, they were still like, nah, man, I ain't, I ain't for all that. But right. the hardcore the hardcore Trump supporters refused to let go. They never say die, baby. They're like, right there. Man. Like, he'll be back. They just know it. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay, so let me switch it up for you real quick. Just want to give you a quick update. Uh, yes, please. Uh, this past weekend, uh, we had uh, the... Uh, the official uh, Bittner family celebration for my pops. We, right. uh, we pushed it back a couple months because, you know, people needed some time to make travel arrangements and things like that. We had people from Florida, people from Colorado, um, right. people from Southern California, people from Central California, like everybody. You know, we had people from Arizona. Country Woody was there. Um, nice. You know, so and then also some local people, obviously. Um, but it was really good, and, and, and uh, not to dwell on it too much, it was really nice. Uh, it was a different, obviously a different vibe than the uh, than the community one that you were a part of and that you were at up in Amador County. 
Um, sure. And it was really good. But then it w- I'll tell you what, like just to one thing that was really, really interesting to me uh, as a as a person who who works with people and and um, emotions and feelings and things like that. And, you know, I see a lot in my job. Um, it's really interesting to see the different ways that people process things. Right. And of course that's, you know, not everyone processes the thing, the same, the things, things the same way. But like when it came to seeing my family process it, people that I knew. Right. Like it was really like kind of mine. You know what I mean? Like I handled it a certain way and I actually didn't even handle it the way I thought I was going to handle it, which is fine. But it was, you know, and then seeing the way that some other people handled it and the way that it, it just kind of uh, uh, evolved or unwrapped, if you will. And and it was it was so, so, you know, so many different layers, like the way that people handle their, their emotions, maybe the difference of the people that were in their 60s and 70s handled it different than people in their 30s and 40s. And then the people that were like younger, you know what I mean? So it was really right. interesting, like uh, as far as a, a, a not an experiment, but a, I'm just going to use that term, a social experiment to kind of look at the different ways that people handled it. Right. It was very interesting to me. So um, but anyway, it did go really well. Um, it was uh, it was really it, I felt it went really well. Um, it's hard to, you know, one of those things is like when you, you know, anytime you, you try to set something up and you have a plan like that. Right. It very rarely goes according to plan. Uh, exactly. And, and, and I don't, and, and I don't think that's celebration of life. I think it's parties. I think it's uh, weddings. Very rarely does stuff yes. go according to plan. Vacations, whatever it is. Yeah, when yeah. you think it's, you build something up in your mind and you think it's all set up and planned out and proper and ready. There'll always be something to throw it off and yeah. or tear up the mix right. in some way, shape, or form, for sure. And so that that was definitely a thing. But overall, like it was really good. In and, and it's uh, it's uh, for me it personally, it was it was kind of like uh, the closure of 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 the last few months. Obviously, not the closure of my dad's memory and things like that. But just no, it's been such a weird time and overwhelming and exhausting and pressure and feeling like you know what i mean like i'm just ready like it's almost like you know that feeling we talk about when you talk about the new year like a a clean slate right like i felt like monday was my clean slate that was the final step in the process yeah like saturday happened sunday was kind of like a like a recovery day or like kind of like let everything else kind of process from the weekend you know what i mean and then like monday i was like all right let's go yeah also also uh i stepped on the scale on monday and i was like yeah let's go yeah it's been it's been a thing man uh all this food and all this you know emotional eating and things like that so i did that today um i stepped on the scale for the first time in months today and uh damn man yeah and i i don't have uh i don't have any grieving or any any family get to, it's just been well, it sounds like you're grieving after you got on the scale a little bit i'm absolutely grieving <laughs> i i have not i have not lost any weight you know our new one of our new year's goals for one of mine was it yours as well i know mine was i had weight loss in there to get down to a certain weight by a certain amount of time well not only did i not get down to it by that time uh, I think I wanted to be at a certain point by May. I'll have to go back and listen. But not only did I not hit that point in May, I am well above and beyond. I've, I've gained weight. I, I, I'm up. I'm up. I'll tell you this. Uh, 
it was in my my New Year's uh, my New Year's goals. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what, and this this is probably not going to be a surprise if you've been paying attention. Twenty twenty one has not gone according to plan. Yes. No, I hundred percent agree. Yeah. So so <laughs> on, on a lot of different you know reasons, and 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 it's gonna be like. I was thinking about it today, like when we do our New Year's episode this year, like it's going to be interesting because this year has been so insane, like for so many different reasons. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, and especially for me and and obviously for you, we've talked about some of the changes you've had, uh, some of the changes that I've had, like there's some family stuff, like just a lot of things have happened. So it yes. should be an interesting show. For sure. I mean, it, just this month alone, I mean, you and I were talking uh on social media earlier a few hours back and talking about how i just had my birthday you got your birthday coming up and we also have the uh, three-year anniversary of this podcast coming up and that's that blows my mind dude like because normally we we try to plan something have a guest in the studio or or have some kind of special episode to celebrate the anniversary and i feel like it came so quickly i haven't even thought about that like literally today when you messaged me and you were like, yeah, man, birthday time. And I was just like, oh, shit, my birthday, your birthday, and the podcast birthday. Mm-hmm. And like, I, uh, and I, first time I think that that's crossed my mind was today, at least the first time in a long time. Like, that's insane, dude, three years. And I don't even remember what day. It may have already happened. I, I'm not 100% sure, like, when that first episode dropped. It's at the end of the month. Okay, so we got, it's before we Halloween. We haven't hit it yet. After your birthday, before Halloween. I think it was it was ten thirty ten thirty. Okay, like so literally we, we can look Halloween. it up. We can look it up, but yeah. All right, so we're we're not quite there yet, but we're knocking on three years of putting in that work and putting out quality episodes, man. And and uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. This year has not gone the way any of us thought it would, especially after the 2020 we had. And but it's fucking flying by. It's insane that we're knocking on we're, we're making i'm making thanksgiving plans with my family i can't believe we're there already like my mom hit me up and was like yo uh, who who's doing thanksgiving and i'm like oh my god is that we are there aren't we crazy dude it's been a year yes it has hey man you know what, what? i was as i do often uh, on my way home i was listening to the podcast since there isn't a new episode yet because we're recording it as we speak literally mm-hmm. uh, i went back and listened to the episode where we, we reviewed shang chi and you made a statement on there a pretty bold statement man and i didn't say anything or even comment on it maybe i didn't catch it or we were in the heat of conversation and i was just uh you know wrapped up in the moment and didn't but you said i don't know i'll need to watch it again but i think that this could be in my top Five Marvel movies mm-hmm. and I am very excited for you to watch that again because that is a bold bold statement my friend I was like listening to it on the way home and I went damn that's that's saying a lot dude like when you think about the last 13 years and what Marvel's given us to rank I like Shang-Chi I can tell you right now I don't need to watch it again to know it's not in my top five um I really enjoyed it. It's top ten, I'd say for sure. Low in the top ten, and I might really have—I might really have to think about that. But I'll be really curious for you to watch it again and to hear where where you might if it does make your top. Because I, because I, I, we the top three are usually pretty easy. Always pretty easy. 
Well, you know you got Endgame in there, right? Yeah, Endgame, Infinity War, and Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, lo- I love those three as well. I would put the first Iron Man in the top five. I really, that's the one that started it all. And to me, that's still. It's a great a movie, but it's not top five to me because it's it's just it's just not as far as like, because it was like, it's like, for me, that's like, they still had the shackles on a little bit. They weren't really letting loose with the humor and that like, as, as, as they progress, you know, like they were still trying to figure it out, like what they could get away with, like that kind of stuff. That's a, a bold movie. statement too, man. It's a great that movie. One's, that one's considered a classic. That's considered the one by a lot of people. Like the one that set the blueprint and the standard that all Marvel movies try to live up to a lot of people. But I hear what you're saying. But I really like Civil War that with the introduction of Spider-Man. I'd have to put that one up in my top five first. Boy, Ragnarok's really good. That was probably the funniest Marvel movie to me. Like, and and the best portrayal of the Hulk. Like, I don't feel like we ever got a good Hulk as good of a Hulk prior to that or since. Um, yeah, there's a lot of movies, but you know, I I don't know if I didn't catch that in your initial. But that was a big statement, man. And I just kind of went, yeah, it's a really good movie. And then we went on and kept talking, and I'm like, Bill, I was yelling to myself, Goddamn, Bill, say something. That's a huge statement. How you gonna let that go? Like. So I, I literally just listened to that like a half an hour ago in the car. And I was like, I got to bring that up. I can't wait for Scott to watch it again. When does that come on Disney Plus? Because we got Black Widow on Disney Plus. Uh, Black, uh, I think it's December. It's three months. Oh, at, to- it's three months after the release date. So that would be 12-3. Okay. Cause, so because Black Widow is on. I haven't watched Black Widow again yet. Um, that one is on Disney Plus now. But I'm like, man, I can't wait for Scott to watch that again and to let me know, did that make his top five? Because that's like a, that was a big statement that I, I'm ashamed of myself. I just let that slip and we didn't even dig in on that at all. Like we just kind of moved right along in the conversation. And I'm like, that's a big statement because that's just, there's a lot of Marvel, a I'll, lot I'll, of Marvel. I'll speak for our, our, our hordes of listeners. Um, they forgive you. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you, everyone. Yeah, Thank you're okay. You so much. You're good. You're good. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, but no, uh, big statement, man. And I'm just, well, for one, I'm excited to watch that movie again because I just I. loved it. Um, so I can't wait till December. But I'm also, we'll be definitely excited to get your take because, yes, absolutely. Endgame, uh, Infinity War. You said Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I agree with you on all three of those movies right there are incredible. So, um, yeah, man. That's but boy, the Captain America trilogy as a whole, too, man. Is you know I've already told you that's my favorite trilogy within the the MCU. So those three movies could be in the top five for me. Like it's crazy, man. Like yeah. it's a lot of moving parts. It's so so tough. So when you said that, I like the fact that you prefaced it by I need to watch it again. Because had you not said if you'd have just declared it in your top five right there. I might have stopped. That might have stopped me in my tracks. But I think maybe because you prefaced it with, you know, I got to watch it again, but it might make my top five. And so that, that could have been what, what, why, why we kept it moving. But yeah, man, I, I'm after hearing that again today, I was like, yo, man, I can't wait to get into that discussion. That's going to be a good one. All right. Hell yeah. Dude. Nice heck Hell of a yeah. review. Yeah. A little side, a little sidebar there, but uh, I literally listened to that on the way here before I got in the house, so. Threw me a little fresh. slide piece I wasn't ready for. Yeah, it was, it's, it's still fresh in my mind, dude. So, yeah, when that drops in December, uh, episode to come. Savage's final take on where he places Shang-Chi in the Marvel Universe in his top five or not. Well, you want a spoiler alert? 
Yes. I'm not going to commit to anything when it comes out again. <laughs> not committing, no? Well, cuz look, here's the deal is like in order to like I like that's my initial statement. I saw it like I thought it was great. Like I I really liked Black Widow. Like I thought it was fantastic. Um but then also like for me like it's been so long you really have to go through and watch everything again. Sure. For me to be like for sure like or maybe i'll be like okay let me rewatch iron man let me rewatch possibly ragnarok like ragnarok's probably up there for me but may i don't know so we'll see all right so what you're telling me is you'll watch all the marvel movies and then get back to me yes so start with start and go in chronological so, order so so season nine hey here's what i guarantee you see 209 to infinity season nine episode 16 I'll get back to you. <laughs> Season nine, episode 16. So seven years from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that is actually something I've really actually wanted to do. When they started, re- after Endgame, when they started releasing those uh, posts of the chronological order, like the order that you should watch the movies, the way they go, that's kind of always been something I've wanted to do to like start with Captain America, the first Avenger, and then watch that one week and then watch whatever comes next and watch whatever comes next and do that until I get to whatever the most current Marvel movie is that we can watch. I've never done it, but that is something I've always wanted to do. I I don't think it would take me seven years, but (laughs) you know the way life happens. Well, the problem is there's going to be more stuff that comes out between now and then, and I'm going to have to figure that all in. It's going to be, it's a process. Yes. So basically what you're saying is you're not you're not going to tell me where you place that in the Marvel universe. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not not uh, okay. saying that. But I'm yeah. not saying that. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. You are the ultimate politician. Savage 2024, man. That's it right there. I love it. That's Hey, that that's, Hey. Yeah. Savage for the children. Yes. That's absolutely right. I agree with that. Literally, dude, that's your job. You it definitely is, are exactly, for the children. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I did want to uh, address a little something real quick because yes. we talked about uh, a little bit when during last episode. Like I was, I was definitely paying attention, but also a little bit not paying attention because of the Giants Dodgers series. Correct. And uh, it's uh, that series has concluded. It sure has. And uh, I did want to say uh, that uh, prior to the Giants Dodgers series, and I didn't really talk about it that much. Um, the um, the Cardinals and the Dodgers played a um, a one game playoff, and uh, our boy, my our boy, oh you nasty, oh you nasty, uh, huge yeah. Cardinals fan. That's my guy. Uh, I I wanted the Cardinals to win so bad, not only because uh, I hate the Dodgers with a passion, but uh, you know, like to me, like, and this is this is kind of the thing, like. I am about fairness and equality for the most part. Um, And when you have teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees who are spending millions and millions and millions, like the Dodgers are like $60 million over the highest payroll over the luxury tax. Like they just, we can spend, you can't, haha, right? Like the Yankees, like when we were kids, like that was the Yankees. They just yeah. bought championships because we have money. You don't. You suck. Ha ha. And yeah. like as a as a person in this world right now, like those are like the people that I dislike. You know what I mean? Like sure. 
you know not in sports but in like people like people who have these tons of money and they what and what is it about that let me ask you this and maybe you don't have the answer um like i understand why the a's have have no money because they don't sell out their stadiums run down i mean they're they're in uh you know they're in an area where people just don't seem to flock to the games in droves but what is it about the dodgers why do they have so much money i mean it's it's la it's new york tickets higher priced i mean are they where does that money come from like is that what it is they sell out every game it's 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 their location it's it's um it's uh you know a lot of things like tv money is built into that there's a lot of things where that comes from like Uh ownership like because ownership ultimately has to pay the money right because i know magic johnson or he was maybe he isn't anymore was a part owner at one time and i know he owns like movie theaters and he's got He's a serious businessman. I know he's just a small cog in that massive organization. But, yeah, I, like when somebody goes, yeah, the A's don't have money, I go, yeah, no shit. I mean, look at their stadium. Look at the, the empty seats. Look at, you know, I, I love them. They're my team. But, yeah, they're not on television. I, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, I understand why they don't have money. But I guess my biggest thing is why why is this such a divide? Like, but, yeah, that would make sense, you know, TV – you know, and uh, all the ticket sales in L.A., being L.A., everything's higher priced anyway. People are willing to spend more cash. So, yeah, that that, make, that makes sense. But it sucks still. You're absolutely right. It's shitty. Uh, so, yeah. Um, it, it, so, it basically, what happened was uh, that the I really, you know, I, I, I don't like that's like a bully almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so basically, the uh, I was rooting for the Cardinals because I don't like the Dodgers. And then obviously, I wanted my boy, you nasty. That, that didn't work out. It was a close game. Then the Giants and Dodgers played a five-game series, which is an absolute joke to me because the Giants had 107 wins and the Dodgers had 106 wins, the two best teams in the entire league. Right. And they shouldn't have been playing in a championship series. They should have rerouted the... The, the two teams and had those two teams play other, you know, different series. And then with the hopes that the two best teams would probably play in the play in the next round, but it is what right. it is. And then, uh, not just the giants Dodger series, but every first round series had really bad officiating all over the board. Right. So that right. was very difficult. And, um, so basically what happened was, um, you know, we, uh, it, it just it didn't work out. The Dodgers they played good baseball. It was a really good series. It was very close um, for right. the most part. Um, but uh, Dodgers moved on, and uh, it was it was a big deal because you know like we talked about the series of the Giants and the Dodgers and the history of that and things like that. So yeah, absolutely. Even my dad, who's a massive Dodgers fan, was like that check swing call. That was definitely a bad call. Like he he was like yeah bad call. He's like. He's like, I still think the Dodgers would have won regardless, but bad call for sure. <laughs> That's what he said. So I was like, yeah, I, I didn't watch it. So I'm, I'm like Switzerland. I'm neutral in this one. My team was at home on the couch watching the game just like everybody else. So I had no skin in the – I had no dog in the fight, no skin in the game. Not, didn't even watch it. So, yeah, I'll take your word for it, Pop. But I didn't – I believe you because if Savage says it and you say it, it's got to be true. Right. But yeah, I felt bad for you, man. I know a lot of Do- I know a lot of Giants fans. So uh, you know, being from Northern California my whole life, and uh, 
a lot of people on social media that I know and just people I know in general, I know we're, uh, we're feeling that one. So my heart goes out because I know what it's like to be on that <laughs> losing end to the Dodgers as, a, as an A's fan, you know, the, it's hard. That's that sucks big time. So I, I get it. Man. I get it completely. But yeah, man, uh, next year, right? That's that's my line every year with the A's. So we'll get them next year, baby. All right. Well, uh, that's that. Yes, sir. If you will. Yes, sir. So uh, now what, my man? Well, um, I know you had some, a little something you want to touch on. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I have mentioned several times, several times, ad nauseum, as we say on the Two and Heights of Infinity podcast, uh, about the uh, lack of a release date or any material from the West Coast hip hop super group called Mount Westmore. Now, as of late, recently, we have gotten two social media posts where they announced concerts. The first one says, our first West Coast date. So I get excited. Mount Westmore, our first West Coast date. I'm like, oh shit, well, we don't have an album, but we're getting a West Coast tour. And it's in fucking Canada. I, look, I get the Canadas on the West Coast, but when this is Mount Westmore, <laughs> and everybody in the groups from California, don't put in big letters West Coast date and then put it in Canada. Like, come on. So I was hot. Right. Then they announced another tour date in Kentucky. All right. So we don't have a single. We don't have a video. We don't have a release date for the album. And they've announced two tour dates that are nowhere near us. Like not even close to it being in the realm of me getting to. And then after that, Snoop Dogg makes an announcement that he's dropping a new album called Algorithm in November. So I damn near, I, I think I sent you a message like, Canada, what the fuck? Like, and then I'm like, Snoop's dropping an album. We're never getting this Mount way. It just feels like we're never, ever, 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 never, ever, 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 going to get that Mount Westmore album, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I know you and I have gone back and forth on this, um, but they did finally announce that tomorrow, Wednesday, today's Tuesday when we're recording this, that they're dropping the first single and video tomorrow. Uh, Snoop shared clips from the video. Eminem reshared the post. Um, and finally, my God, man, like, give us a goddamn song, something. So we're getting that. So that's some light on the Mount Westmore front. I'm pretty excited about that. Yes, sir. So the uh, wow, what did, I felt like there was a that was a bigger pause than I wanted right there. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, nice pause. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the the the, uh, the subwoofers dropping uh, the Cato track. Looking forward yes. to that. Uh, like I said, uh, when was that? Uh, uh, when was the uh, the was that January when the E forty two short thing was? E forty two short, I believe, was last November. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Was it January? I don't. I, somewhere in there, I I, I I might be wrong on that. I thought November, but maybe I'm off. Um, but we're knocking on a year. <laughs> you know, a few months away at least from a year since Too Short. I think slipped and let the cat out of the bag and told everyone that they were working on an album together and it was going to be called Mount Westmore. And the internet lit up. Everybody. 
got excited. Everybody started talking about it. Every interview that Cube or 40 or Short or Snoop were in, that's all they wanted to know about. So it felt like it was coming. You know, it felt like it was coming. And here we are months and months later, and we haven't even gotten a single. They performed the single on Triller. I think before the uh, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones fight. But that video only surfaced like in really bad like recordings on YouTube. So you couldn't really hear the beat or feel the lyrics all that much. Like I wasn't super impressed because it just it wasn't the best, you know, way to get a vibe for that. I can't crank that up in my car and bump it because it was just like people who bootlegged the recording and shared it. So. But yeah, it might have been January, it might have been November when they first too short let the cat out of the bag during that versus. And uh, we've had nothing since then, absolutely nothing. And as people like you and I who've come up in the 90s, right, in the era, the golden era, the 80s and 90s of hip hop, where too short, Ice Cube, Snoop and E-40 ruled, like ruled the airwaves, held the East Coast or held the West Coast down. While the East Coast dominated, these guys have held the West Coast in place to get nothing from them for to have something that excites us that much. And then to not get it, to like dangle it there in front of us, get us all amped up and then give us absolutely nothing. Like, dude, if they let the cat out of the bag early and they fucked up and they weren't ready, mm-hmm. they should have just they should have just said that. Just say it like, yo, short wasn't supposed to say shit. He was drinking. He was excited because it was verses. And he let the cat out of the bag. We're still recording. We're still mixing. It's not ready. I, I would have respected that a lot more than the last thing I heard from Cube was, oh, you know, we just want to make sure it's right. We got to make get all our ducks in a row, make sure everything's lined up, make sure it's perfect. No, that's fancy talk for the shit ain't done yet. Like, don't do that, man. Don't give me that bullshit. Like, it's not finished. Just say that. We were still recording Too Short Fucked Up. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what I feel like it boils down to. Because if we're getting a new Snoop album in November with a locked-in date, I don't remember the exact date, but it's coming in November, you know that that album was nowhere near being done. If you had Snoop working on an album, if you got an album from Snoop that's dropping in November, that means five or six months ago he was working on that album. Like, this is not something that just happened last week so yeah man they just it wasn't ready they announced it too soon and then they just didn't want to backpedal i think it would have been better if they did because now i just don't feel like people give a fuck as much anymore like it's still gonna make waves when it drops but i don't think not like it would have six months ago you know what i mean like it's a little bit of the the spark's been taken out of it. Especially if you get a new Snoop project in November. It's like, I'm more excited for that because Snoop's now on Def Jam. So I'm really curious to hear what a Snoop Dogg Def Jam album is going to sound like because that's big money, big budgets. That's one of the last remaining massive hip-hop record labels in the world. you got Snoop working for him and recording for him now. And rumor has it Eminem's coming on the album. So... The rumor is either Eminem's either on Snoop's new album or he's on uh, he's on the Mount Westmore project. That's the rumor. My guess would be probably Snoop's album because I know they had that beef and now they, they're cool again and they made up. They're going to perform on the Super Bowl together. So right. Um, but yeah, man, that's that, uh, that was a heck of an announcement as well. Like the world kind of lit up when that happened as well. 
all, yeah, absolutely. All our announcement. Artists, our favorite artists are busy right now, man. The people from the the nineties, and you know, Dre comes from the eighties, really. Like, you got Snoop Dogg. Only Kendrick Lamar is semi new, you know. He's 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 early two thousands, but so you got Snoop, Kendrick, Mary J. Blige, Dre, and Eminem have announced they'll be doing the halftime show of for the Super Bowl. So now you know we're getting the Mount Westmore project at some point. You know Dre's been in the studio. We now know Snoop has an album in November. We know Kendrick's working on his last album with Top Dog Entertainment, TDE. And I'm sure Eminem, the rumor is, Marshall Mathers LP3, that's the rumor floating around. And you know, Mary J. Blige is the queen. I'm sure she's working on something. So what better platform to promote, you know, you drop an album either right before or right after what better stage what better platform all eyes in the world will be on you there's no better way to promote new music i'm praying we get a dre album either before or after and uh what a what a better way to to set it off and light the world on fire man by by letting people know we're here and we got new music but that's crazy man that's all the heroes we grew up on man i just know i saw that and i send it to you and then within like three minutes of me sending that to you like i got hit by like 10 of them yes like boom yeah. boom boom yo sav you see this sav you see this oh it's about to be lit pew, 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 pew. you know yeah yeah because when was the last time you cared about a super bowl halftime show? i literally cannot remember maybe I don't, michael yeah, I jackson mean, michael was a good one um prince both of those were what 15 years ago 20 years ago like long time ago yeah I, I liked both of those um i mean i didn't care about usher or the black eyed peas or any of these other people that have done it in the last yeah i couldn't tell you the last time probably you're probably right michael jackson and prince those were probably the last two that i really got excited for so um i liked bruno Mar bruno did one i like bruno um and he brought out the red hot chili peppers that one was pretty good i wasn't like blown away or that crazy excited but i am a bruno fan so Oh, that's the other thing, too. Uh, another major music announcement is we're finally getting the Silk Sonic album. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock have announced, I believe that's November. But hey, at least they gave us two singles. <laughs> you know, we've had at least a couple songs to hold us over. But that's coming, too. But yeah, so just, I mean, so much happening with our artists that we grew up on. From Snoop, I think Def Jam signing Snoop as a creative consultant is like the most genius move ever. Like Snoop's gonna have a hand in bringing on new artists, helping mold and shape new artists, helping helping the already established artists become even more successful. Then he's got his own music. He's gonna have a hand in the films that they Def Jam does movies, uh, video games, because Snoop is just one of those dudes who could do anything, man. And I think his his magic touch in the Def Jam offices, creating the Def Jam West Coast, is what as he called it, the Def Jam West Coast. Um, is just a genius idea, genius marketing idea on them. Because like you and I have said a million times, Snoop's just got that it factor. Everybody loves Snoop, your grandma, your mom, your sister. Even if they don't like his music, they just like him. So bringing him on board to like sprinkle that magic energy that he has is, is genius. Because when was the last time you were like, yo, when's that latest Def Jam album dropping? Like, or when's Def Jam doing something that's got me excited? I mean... That was the label like Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, LL Cool J, 
Method Man, Red Man, EPMD, Warren G. But it's been a hot minute, like since they've like locked it in and held it down, man. I mean, Scarface was on there on Def Jam back in the day for a while, but uh, Jay Z, you know, Rockefeller, Def Jam. But yeah, there just hasn't been a lot to, to get excited about from them. So I like the fact that they're they're bringing Snoop on board. I think that's genius marketing idea for them on top of things for sure yeah and i think snoop just looks like a pimp in that def jam varsity jacket that he's been wearing in all the photos man i want one i know they're probably hundreds and hundreds of dollars but i want one so bad it looks so cool dude i just like oh where can i get my hands on one of those man that's just too cool man i want one Uh, well, that's one of the things, right? Like, what did I just tell you? I bought something for myself for my birthday, right? Yes, that's right. Something yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I, I spent over $100 on something, which is a lot for me. And uh, I, I made the move and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. Yes. Tell the people what that is, my friend. It's dope, too. And so basically what happened was uh, this was the 25th anniversary of ATLians earlier this year. Uh, yeah. And uh, Bleacher Report made some special gear and stuff to celebrate that with uh, alongside Outcast, um, and they released it. And I saw it, but then when I saw it, like it was maybe f- half an hour, forty minutes later, and everything had sold out except for Smalls. Right now, Smalls not going to work unless I'm going to wear it on my calf. Right, yeah, uh, or bandana or something, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. I was bummed, and I was like, ah, oh, that sucks, right? But apparently, because I had looked at it when they did a, did a special restock, I got notifications. So I clicked on it, and I was like, "Oh man, they're back!" And I was like, "It's a hundred bucks plus shipping and tax and blah 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 blah." And I said, "You know what? Just do it. It's it's not that much, right? You know." So I was just like. All right, I did it. Pulled the trigger. It's a nice black uh, jersey, and then in the uh, the old school Atlanta Hawks jersey had like this this banner across their chest with like in white with and then right. the words that said Hawks in red, and then it was outlined in red and orange. So it was really cool. One of my favorite throwback jerseys. So they did that, and they made it look like the Hawks jersey, but instead of Hawks, it says Cast and right. then ninety four because as you know, and so it was really cool, and I'm really excited to get it. Uh, dude, it, you sent me the picture, and I was like, oh, man, that's dope. That's absolute fire. Anytime you can get a quality, you know, if you're going to buy a quality jersey from anywhere, any team, you're going to spend 100 bucks. Like to get with the real stitching and the letters and the good quality. If, if you get if you get a jersey like that anywhere in the ballpark of $100, you're, you're pretty much, that's standard. Man. And, and to get to know that you love it, to know that it's a throwback coming from one of your favorite groups, from one of the best albums ever in the history of hip hop, in my opinion, I put it out there. Like, yes, sir. ATLians is probably the greatest sophomore hip hop album ever. I have a hard time thinking of one that's better. You know, most groups have that sophomore slump. We talked about it on another episode. And Outkast only outdid themselves and then some. That album bumps from start to finish. So, yeah, when you sent me that picture of that jersey, I was just like, ah, oh, so jealous, man. That's the shit. I love that shit. But yeah, man, it's uh, there's just so much happening from our artists that we that we grew up on. The rumor is too, and it, 
maybe just because the anniversary hit. But there's been a lot of rumors that uh, Big Boy and Andre have been in the studio too. Now, I, that might be wishful thinking on a lot don't, of people's. Don't thoughts. give me no false hope, Bill. I don't want to hear that. No, I don't. I know, I don't hey, after after the last twelve months of being disappointed in uh, Mount Westmore taking forever, I don't need that. I don't need that negativity I, in my life, Bill. I, I know it's more than likely not true because Andre Three Thousand does not seem to have any interest in getting back in the studios. I saw an interview with Andre where he's like, they asked him why he doesn't make any more rap records. And he goes, because it's called hip hop. So you got to be hip. And he goes, at a certain age, at a certain age and stage in the game, you're just not hip anymore. He's like, you dig what I'm saying? And I'm like, dude, you're like the coolest old guy ever. And you're not that old. So get off that shit. Like every time he pops up for a feature, it's dope. Like he's still got it. I feel like, and this you tell me you disagree with me if you think tell me I'm wrong. I think he's scared. I think they've heaped so much praise on him as being the GOAT, as being one of the greatest, as being the best from the South, as being top five, top ten material. And all the Outcast albums were so successful. I think he's afraid that if he drops a project, it will not live up to the hype. It people will be disappointed. They will, they will uh, bash him, that he will get poor reviews. I think the success of Outkast and all the praise that's been heaped on him has him afraid to record. Because I did not buy that. I'm just not hip anymore. You're a cool motherfucker, man. Don't give me that, Andre. Like He's cooler than a polar bear's toenail. Oh, well. I know that's big boy's line, though. But I'm just saying, man, I, I don't buy that. I think that's why I give big boy so much credit. After Outkast... Big Boy has about five or six albums, and they're good. And Big Boy has never gotten the credit he deserves as an MC. He's, there are some amazing music that he's put out. And maybe it's easier for him because he's never been considered like a goat. Like People don't talk about Big Boy, and they should because he's amazing. But maybe it's easier for him because he's not had that uh, label of being one of the greatest of all time put on him, but I really think Andre's just scared. I think Andre would like to make an album, but he's triggered. He's gun shy. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you disagree, but I just feel like he's 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 afraid of the expectations. Right. Well, I mean, I, I mean, those are and 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 to be fair, those are huge expectations to live yes. up to, and which is yeah. similar to Dr. Dre. Right. right. I mean, he's got vault and vault and vault of things. Right. He's got like probably an album's worth of stuff with LL Cool J. Yes. Yeah. We it, talked we, about it that. pissed you off. It did piss me off. Yes. But like when you've done something and you and you're at the top of the top of the mountain, it's scary to be like, well, I might fail. Right. Yeah. 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 Because look, he put out Compton and look what happened. Right. Most people did not. Compton didn't fare well, like with the critics, with the fans. And Compton is a solid album. It's not The Chronic or The Chronic 2001. It's not an absolute classic. But you compare that to some of the other trash that's come out since then or before then or after then, it's still a well-produced, well-put-together, well-rhymed album. Like, it's just not an absolute classic. And people shit on that album to this day. They still shit on that. Well, we need to get something from Dre. Not like that Compton. I'm like, come on, man. There's nothing wrong with that album. Like, it's it's just, he's not going to make another chronic. You got to get over that. So what you're telling me is Andre's going to have to 
go through a nasty divorce and have a brain aneurysm before we get another album from him? Is that what you're saying? You know, I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> but that might I, be what I, it I takes. I wouldn't want to wish that on anybody. That sounds freaking no. horrible. And, but that's kind of what lit the fire under Dre's ass. I think he's paying his ex-wife like $3 million. Hey, but guess what? Eight, I still haven't seen shit. $8 million? I don't know. Is that what you said? I still haven't, oh, seen, I sh- I still haven't seen shit from Dre. Oh, yeah, no, not yet. It looked but, like there was a fire, but just because... Yeah, no. There's no we smoke, there's no yet. fire, there's just... Uh, there's just news reports that there's a fire somewhere. Yeah, I'm wondering if we're going to get a big announcement at the Super Bowl. Like, maybe at the end he drops a thing that says, you know, album coming or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I can tell you this. I'll definitely be watching. I don't give a fuck who's in the Super Bowl. For me, you know who's in the Super Bowl? Dr. Dre and Eminem. <laughs> That's who's in the Super Bowl. Aftermath is in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't care. I don't well, care about anything else. Well, my Niners are hitting the injury bug again, so it doesn't look likely that they're going to be there. So it might be a Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Super- it might be the first time in the history of my life that I watch the Super Bowl and I shut everybody up at halftime. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Bump it up. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. The, the Buffalo dip's great. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, dad. I'm, oh, but I nobody was talking when Bill was talking during the second quarter. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm absolutely stoked. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, if we get albums from Dre, M, Snoop, Mount Westmore, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Mary J. Bly, if all those people drop albums, all these people we're talking about right now that are supposed to drop, oh, Anderson Pac and. Uh, and Bruno, if all these albums come out like they're supposed to, it's going to shake up my top five for the year. Because I've, I've got a bunch of albums already that top five best albums of the year that I've been like, man, how am I going to do this? Well, shit, if that happens, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. Because I already made the statement that if if uh, Bruno and Anderson Pock drop, there's a good chance that might be my favorite album of the year. Because I love those dudes. I love the music they make together. So could just shake up my list and, and just I don't know what I'd listen to first like it's I mean Mount Westmore a Snoop solo album on Def Jam uh, Marshall Mathers LP3 if that happens that's crazy like a Dre album I'd probably be I'd probably listen to Dre first but I mean it, insane all the way around man we're looking at uh, a golden era renaissance if this really happens man and I, I can't even imagine like I'll be in hog heaven, baby. Music heaven, dude. I can't I can't wait. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Yes, sir. Should yes, be sir. interesting. So, Should be interesting, yeah. man. If if we get half that music, I'll be stoked. If we get the Mount Westmore and a new, a new Snoop Dogg album, that right there will hold me over. I'll, I'll be good with that. But, uh, you know, Dre and, uh, and M would be just like icing on the cake. Yeah, but fuck, man. I... You know, let's just I'll, let, let's just hear this Mount Westmore single on Wednesday and see if we really have reason to be excited. Maybe the single's booty, you know? If, it, if the single's garbage, maybe there's no reason to get excited, you know? Because the first single's your representation for, like, here, here's what we're giving you. This is to get you excited for the album. This is to get you ready. So if it's boo-boo, if it's absolute trash, maybe there's no reason to get excited. This, this is going to be the make or break for me, like, right here, like, as to whether or not I even give a damn if they drop an album. You know what I mean? Right. I, I'm with you, man. 100%. Like, give me half, 
right? Maybe, yeah. may, maybe. Happy birthday. Maybe we'll get it all and it'll be like a, the Super Bowl, the super year, the super ending yes. to the year. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I uh, Let's just see what this first single from Mount Westmore does and then we'll go from there. Like the next time we record, we'll be able to talk about the single and the video. Um, and maybe by then they'll have released a date for the entire album where we can dig in a little more and talk about what we thought about it. I mean, I know the beats fire cause it's Kato. I've heard snips and the beats crazy, but I want to know what them dudes are going to do lyrically. So that's really where it's at for me as a lyricist, as somebody that grew up analyzing those dudes rhymes. That's what I want. I want to know, especially what Cube's going to do because cube has let me down religiously on his last few albums so proofs in the pudding boys let's see what you got mm -hmm. <laughs> well buddy uh as they say in the music biz that's a wrap yes sir that, that's another uh, one again apologize very much for the delays and the weirdness it's we spent all we did so good avoiding covid and all of a sudden everything went haywire yeah, yeah, I've, I've uh, come in contact more with COVID uh, in the last, what is this now, two months than I had in all of 2020 and leading up to now. Like, COVID really didn't hit, you know, knock on wood, thank God, COVID didn't hit close to home for me. Like, I didn't have a, uh, a co-worker or a close family member have it until just now. Like, now I have my son, two co-workers, and uh, I had... Uh, one of Amber's uh, aunts in the Bay Area has it. So everyone's doing fine, knock on wood, thank God. But yeah, just in the last like three to four months, I've come closer to COVID than I did in all of 2020 when we were, you know, when it was supposedly really bad, you know. So that just goes to show you opening up and going back to business as usual. Um, this is what's going to happen. This is our life for a while until we, I don't know, get that herd, herd immunity, I guess. You know, we'll just see what happens. But yeah, man, hopefully next weekend I will be in Ceres, California with you recording episodes live in the studio. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Make a wish on a falling star. Whatever the fuck it takes, man. I'm ready to get back to the to the crib. When and uh, you wish upon a star. Yes. Makes no difference who you are. Savvy Davis Jr., baby. That's, oh, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> but yeah, I, I hope to be back at the at your crib next weekend, man, and doing it, doing it proper. All right, buddy. Well, I'm looking forward to us. Do me a favor and uh, get me the heck out of here. In the immortal words of my man George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the two oh nine. Peace, ski, whiskey, out.